So how is it that Lamborghini spotters are cool, but train spotters are not? Welcome to the Supercar Tribe Podcast, where we will be chatting about supercars. And now your host, Andy Rasul. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode. This episode is a completely new style of episode in the sense that up until now, all of the content that we've been covering has all been to do with Ferraris. But we made a decision um, back a couple of months ago now, probably about six months in fact, where we were going to start covering other topics, which is the reason why we went through the name change and we're now called Supercar Tribe. But all of the podcasts up until this point have all been to do with Ferrari and today's episode is not it's going to be about Lamborghini so today's guest is Glenn Cohut who is the um, uh, the chap and the force behind the Lamborghini registry um, which is uh, the website is lamborghiniregistry.com and Glenn has over the last 20 years been compiling a registry of all Lamborghinis that he can get his hands on and uh, he's been doing a great job on that, to, um, to be quite fair. So uh, we've got a great conversation with Glenn. But before we get into that, just wanted to bring you up to date with some other things that are taking place across, across the platform. So our team has been expanding once more. Uh, we have a new chap who's joined the team, uh, Nielsen, who is looking after our social media um, uh, side of things. And uh, it really needed a little bit of focus and attention. And he comes with... A lot of great experience um, so if you haven't already checked it out do check out our Instagram uh, Twitter and Facebook accounts um, the easy shortcut to get there is supercar.com forward slash Instagram or forward slash Twitter or forward slash Facebook and that takes you directly to our pages on those um, social media platforms so do check that out Another one that's worth checking out and adding yourself to is YouTube um, as well. So uh, supercartribe.com forward slash YouTube. The reason why I say that is because we are going to be starting to do weekly vlogs on YouTube itself. Um, But there is a few events that I'm going to be attending over the next few weeks. And uh, we'll be doing a lot of content from there um, directly onto YouTube and onto Facebook as well and probably Instagram too so definitely um, you know check out our YouTube account and um, sign up to all of those be um, be great to have you guys on board there as well the few events that I mentioned just a moment ago um, they're things that are taking place here in the UK um, so this Sunday we have um, what is called Supercar Sunday uh, which takes place in London I'll be um, attending that and then we have two events that I'm really, really pleased to um, be attending, uh, officially from uh, Supercar Tribe. Um, so uh, it's the Concours of Elegance event, which is taking place at the Hampton Court Palace on the 30th of August through to the 1st of September. And Salon Prive, which is from the um, 31st of August to the 2nd of September at Blenheim Palace. If you're attending those events, drop me an email and uh, let me know. My email address is andy at supercartribe.com. Yeah, I mean, if you're there, it'd be great to meet up. Um, I get a lot of emails from people, so it'd be great to to put some faces to those uh, names as well. Or if if you haven't reached out to me yet, you know, just drop me a mail and definitely it's a meetup. In the podcast that you're about to listen to towards the end we talk about um, Jay Leno's garage and I'm really pleased to say that Glenn who's who who I'm talking to in the podcast he reached out to his contacts who know Jay Leno and Jay has uh, accepted an invitation to come on the podcast so in the future hoping to set this up in the next couple of weeks but in the future we're going to be having an episode with Jay Leno as well which I, I have to say, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, I've I've really enjoyed the podcast up until now in terms of the people who I've been interviewing. But I've been following Jay Leno's Garage for a long time, or Garage, or however you want to say it. But I've been following him for a long time. And uh, even before all of that, I used to enjoy him, uh, watching him on TV. So um, really looking forward to uh, talking cars with uh, with Jay Leno. Um, 
so um, yeah d- definitely listen out for that one in the future uh, we'll drop you uh, uh, an email um, once that goes live um, so you can uh, keep track of that uh, but also let other people know as well show notes for this episode can be found at supercartribe.com forward slash ep19 well here we go let's dive into this new podcast with glenn Kohut. On today's show, we have a special guest all the way from Canada. Uh, his name is Glenn, and he is a uh, a supercar fan. But in particular, um, he is a, um, a huge fan of Lamborghinis. Uh, he runs the uh, Lamborghini Registry, um, and you know he's very well known in the Lamborghini community. So, Glenn, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, we've been um, chatting via email and um, Skype for a little while now. So, um, you know, really wanted to get you onto the show. Um, this is actually our first episode um, where we're actually talking about non-Ferrari cars. So, uh, you know, we've been writing about Lamborghinis for a while, but um, we haven't had any um, podcasts on um, Lamborghinis up until now. And, you know, you obviously have a huge passion for Lamborghinis, but supercars in general. So why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about how you got into, you know, how, how this passion grew? I don't know. I was probably about maybe 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. I, I really had no interest in cars growing up, uh, but my older brother did. And uh, he was he was a real car nut, subscribed to all these car magazines and had posters all over the bedroom walls and mm-hmm. Uh, one day I remember him coming home and he, he came in the house all excited. He says, Glenn, uh, you want to go see a, a, a car that can go 200 miles per hour and cost $200,000. <laughs> and I was just totally intrigued. Like, how is that even possible? So mm. sure. So I remember the two of us got on our bikes and we must have rode maybe five or 10 miles across town to this little stereo shop that had uh, one of the Alpine Countaches. Oh, right. And it was doing a tour across Canada and we, we rode into the parking lot. There's maybe only about 10 people around and there was this spaceship in the middle of the middle of the parking lot. It was just so out of this world. I, it was incredible, and I was hooked. <laughs> like this is this was unlike any other car I'd ever seen in my life. So, mm. uh, seeing something like that, I I just had I had no idea that cars were built like this. So yeah, yeah. After that, it was just books and and posters and and you know whatever I could find on the Countach, I was what? I was trying to find <laughs> well I, I had the uh the white Countach poster on my wall as well so uh you know i think a lot of people uh, in, in in those years had that poster i mean it must have been sold internationally all over the world yeah i think it was from there the, Lam- the lamborghini passion grew and presumably with other with other models as well with other marks as well yeah i remember i don't remember when i started watching formula one um Mm -hmm. just kind of stumbled across it at the time we only had three tv channels four i guess if you include the french channel right uh uh where we lived and on the french channel they played formula one races at like 10 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. uh every sunday and yeah i i don't I don't know what what got me into that but uh ferrari was uh always winning that i could remember and they were beautiful red cars and of course you know magnum pi was was mm-hmm. on tv ar- around that time too probably um the 308 another amazing car yeah um so yeah i I don't speak French, but I, I watched Formula One in French right. for years <laughs> <laughs> just just to get my, my fix every week so yeah, yeah, yeah or every yeah. two weeks. Wow. Yeah. So that kind of got me into into Ferraris too and from there just other other supercars of the day mm-hmm. I got interested in. Uh, Jaguars, Aston Martins, Porsches, yeah. Maseratis, uh, 
I, I think I that's remember- thing, I, sorry. I was going to say I think that's the thing with car guys, really, isn't it? Is that you know generally they'll they, you know they get into one brand and then they'll get into so many more. Yeah, because there's there's so many fantastic cars out there. Like even today, mm. and there's even more manufacturers coming up. You know, every day it seems. Yeah. And coming out with the wildest, most imaginative creations. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. So, I mean, uh, presumably at that point, you sort of dreamt to one day own a supercar yourself. Yeah, I did. So, I, I remember too, um, I used to write letters to car manufacturers to get brochures because mm-hmm. uh, there were no no exotic car dealers in the city I lived in. Uh, you know, the the biggest we had was a Jaguar dealer. And he kind of brought in, you know, the odd Aston Martin right. as as well. And I I discovered uh, one or two Lamborghinis in town mm-hmm. uh, that I assume came through him at some point, and and a couple of Ferraris. Right. But uh, yeah, so if I was, you know, to get brochures back in the day, you had to either go to a car show or write a letter to the manufacturer or, you know, get it from a dealer. Yeah. And since there were, there were no dealers in town, so I, I went on this big letter writing campaign to, <laughs> <laughs> to all these exotic car manufacturers. And I, I, I remember even phoning Lamborghini right. uh, one early, early one morning. And um, there was a, a lady there by the name of Ingrid Pusich that, uh, She's she's well known in the Lamborghini community, and and nice. I actually spoke to her. I didn't didn't realize it was her until sometime later. Right. And yeah, she mailed me off a couple of brochures, and those were prized possessions for years. Uh, so I can I can yeah. I, I can imagine I can relate to that because um, you know I, I was very much the same when I was younger as well. Um, because the thing is, we do we couldn't get our fix from the internet. You know, there was no internet to sort of go no. to a website and look at, you know, pictures and even magazines. I mean, you know, there were you know a few car magazines, but you know, again, generally there were general car magazines, and occasionally exactly. they'll have a Lamborghini article. But uh, right. yeah, well, so so you know, you uh, you know, at that point, sort of thought to yourself, I need to have one, and I need to get one of these at, at some point in my life. One day. <laughs> <laughs> and um so so i i know that you've uh you have since purchased a lamborghini um why don't you tell us a little bit about that one uh it's a an 83 yalpa mm-hmm. uh a v8 model uh this one's actually the uh the 18th one built wow. uh, they only built they only built 416 Wow, I didn't realize and, that there was uh, so few that were ever produced. Actually, yeah, there weren't many. Mm. I, I don't think very many people realize that. And it was it was kind of competition for Ferraris 308 yep. of the day and mm-hmm. and Porsches uh, 911. And uh, I I always liked the early cars. The early cars had the square tail lights from the Rocco silhouette mm-hmm. uh, before they switched to the the round ones i never liked the round ones i don't know if lamborghini was trying to attract ferrari buyers by putting right. round tail lights on <laughs> right right but uh yeah so this one um i i discovered on ebay uh the car was in pieces and i think the guy he had he had the body the body shell right alone alone listed uh for an auction there and so I thought, wow, this is uh, this is pretty cool. Mm. Um, I I'd always wanted a project car, and here's a definite project car. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> he, he was only selling the body, but uh, I I emailed him, and we emailed back and forth for a little bit, and I said, what other parts do you have? Like, how did you end up with with just a body from a Yelpa? Mm. And he told me he was he I guess he was in the business of of uh, parting out cars right okay so i don't know why he was parting out a a working yelpa but uh there it was Uh, the body looked great Mm -hmm. and uh he still had 
most of the car left. So we made a deal and I bought everything he had. Can, can, I, and... can, I, can, I, just, can I just say at this point, if there was any non-car people listening, they're probably <laughs> thinking... You know, what, what are it, you, drunk or something? You know, what yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you exactly. buy a car that's in pieces and not even yeah. complete, and it's a Lamborghini yeah. on top of that. So even yeah. once it's repaired, it, you know, reliability may become an issue as well. So well, maybe, maybe not. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I was telling you earlier that I I used to own an MGB, mm. um, yeah. and it was it was a project car yeah. that I I bought from a wrecker, right. And I had I completely stripped that thing down and and was rebuilding it and I had such a fantastic time by myself playing with this car discovering all these little details about it and, mm. and tracking down parts and stuff I kind of wanted that same experience with a Lamborghini sure, so you know sure. even even though it'd be I, it'd I be can, great I can totally relate because I've been through this myself with with a Ferrari but um oh. I can totally relate to um you know the the thought process and everything like that you know it's it's so much more than just a car you know to sort of restore a car and sort of bring great. it back to life like that and you kind of get to know the car literally yeah, inside yeah. and out, like every little detail about it and mm. how it's built and how it functions. And and so I I, I never did complete the MG. Uh, so I figured, hey, here's this car is already stripped. Yeah, yep. <laughs> don't have to do that part <laughs> of the work. Now I can you know experience the putting back together part and yep. and. Uh, yeah, and then when it's finished, I've I've got a car that I've always wanted, and and yeah. I can enjoy it. So so hopefully. So when did you buy this? How many years has it been since you purchased this car? Oh my goodness, it's been a year or two. Okay, and right. and it, it's still in pieces. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm. But it's it's a part it's of... a part time project, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. So yeah. it's 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 going to take a while, and you know I'm still tracking down missing parts, and and uh, with uh, the work that I do with the Lamborghini registry, it that makes it a whole lot easier. And like you said, with the internet today, uh, there's yeah. so much more information, and parts are easier to find, and it's you know yeah. a couple of clicks, and you hear back from somebody, and yeah. it's not like the old days where you. Yeah, hopefully the address for somebody that you found is still valid. And yeah, you yeah. send a letter off to them and maybe hear back from them in a couple of months. Like the internet just makes things so much easier. So yeah, no, definitely. Um, so so what, yeah. what what stage have you got to with the um, with the Jalpa? I'm still in the beginning stages. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, is it is it going to? I mean, presumably the the body needs to be sorted and the mechanicals and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Cool. cool. It's it's going to be a while. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. um, maybe if uh, if you've got some pictures, we we, we um, for each of the oh, podcasts, sure. we actually create a separate page um, for each of the podcasts. Sure. So it'd be um, good to get some of the pictures on our site, and um, at the end of the. Um, the episode i will add in the uh the the page um short code so anybody who wants to go and see it can okay. have a look at it sure thing cool yeah um i was i was going to say something about uh yeah I, th I think you were talking about the the registry um you, you right the registry so how, yeah, how, so how did that come about um well again from my my brochure collecting days i i had such a mass of brochures that you know when i moved it's just boxes and boxes of heavy paper mm. and and i i figured i was getting a little out of control with it so i kind of wanted to specialize okay so i decided to sell off everything and just focus on lamborghinis and then i wouldn't have so much to worry about and so I started uh, listing off all the brochures that I had, and I found one or two fellows on on the internet mm -hmm. um, who also collected Lamborghini brochures, and they wanted to know what I had. So you know, we'd share lists back and forth, and so I started kind of making my own web page, basically just with Lamborghini brochures. Okay. And you know, a few 
people wanted wanted to see what I had there and and I started putting you know the odd car I'd come across in a book that uh, you know if it listed the the chassis number I would you know start making pages for for, for those two and yeah. I remembered um, like with Ferraris uh, I'm sure you subscribe to Cavallino magazines mm. um, or at least have picked some up they yeah. they always had so like great stories on all these old cars and it, it always listed chassis numbers for each one. So, you know, uh, if you saw, uh, a, a two fifty GTO, it wasn't just a red two two fifty GTO, like all the other yep. red two fifty GTOs. It was a certain, chassis a certain number. one, an yeah. exact, yeah. an exact car. And they would list the chassis number and and all the history on this car. That's right. And it it was so fascinating. And nobody else seemed to be doing that with other cars that I knew of. I I think that was one of the things that drew me to to Ferrari, too, when I I discovered Cavallino. So I kind of started, you know, just doing that for my own personal use with with Lamborghinis and, and again, you know, my friends wanted to to see what I had, so I actually made that available on yeah. the internet, and then people would stumble across it, and they'd start sending me pictures of their cars, and mm-hmm. and other enthusiasts would start sending me pictures of cars that they'd photographed here and there, and and, and roughly how many um, different models do you have on there now? With you know by the chassis number. Uh, I think I've got just over two thousand. Oh wow specific cars on the website Mm -hmm. but on my computer waiting to go on the website i've got (laughs) you have the backlog (laughs) yeah a backlog of 10 to fifteen thousand cars oh my gosh wow 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 (laughs) yeah it's it's nuts and it's fairly time consuming to yeah to get them listed onto the site so yeah you know with all all the other work that i do with the registry trying to help owners find cars and parts and engines and whatever yeah um it's 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 a big job and you know some people only see the registry as being the car pages that are going up and being listed but Mm. there's so much other work that goes on behind the scenes that maybe isn't as glamorous but uh the owners that i help certainly appreciate the work that i'm doing so yeah yeah it's, uh, no i i definitely can um can relate to that because you know we've been in you know with with our with our platform as well i mean we have so much that goes on in the background that people just probably don't even realize um you know all of the things that you know go on and need to be done um and you know we've we've we have actually put together our own registry for Ferraris as well. And oh. you know, it, well the thing is we 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 started putting it together because basically we had so much information, and we thought you know what what's the best way to do this? Let's put a registry together. And we exactly. have you know, but we haven't actually been able to look at it for the last I would say three or four months. Um, you know, just because things have just been so so busy. But I, I don't know how many vehicles we have on there now. I mean, but I, it would be in the hundreds, maybe even possibly a thousand or so. I'm not really too sure. But then, you know, I have a team of people who are sort of assisting me with this, but still we don't get the time. So I can definitely understand why you've got a backlog of 10,000 because you yeah. know, it's, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of, it's a lot of um, time and effort that goes into this. Right. And then every time Lamborghini comes up with a new model, I mean, yeah. Like the Huracan is up to eleven thousand cars already. Wow. Uh, the Aventador is up to eight thousand cars. The Urus is just starting production, and they're already up to a couple hundred cars. So yeah. it just adds more and more work to my my already big workload. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, and just just sort of understanding. I mean, you, you're not you're not doing this on a full time basis, are you? I mean, this is no. really a hobby for you, really, more than anything. <sighs> Right, an out of control hop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's that's exactly how this started yeah. as well. So, uh, yeah, I totally understand that. But, yeah. but you know, I mean, you know, obviously, um, you know, through the registry now, you're you know really well connected within the Lamborghini community. I mean, you must, you, you I know that you're really well known in the community itself. Yeah, I know. I, 
like even with uh, the Yelpa project, tracking down parts, just because I know so many people, um, even that is is made so much easier. Sure. Uh, people people come to me often wanting to sell parts and advertise them on the registry. So, right. um, you know, if I was if I was restoring a, a Miura or a Countach, I'd have it done already. <laughs> oh right, okay. So, um, I mean, being so connected in the Lamborghini community, I mean, um, I I know you mentioned that um, you know you you get various invites to various events and things like that, like the Lamborghini Fifty. Right. Right. Yeah, that was uh, pretty spectacular. It had always been my dream to to go to the Lamborghini factory. And, and mm-hmm. you know, with dreams, unless you're working towards them, it, it was just a dream. It'll happen one day, maybe. And, yeah. Uh, but one of the girls in the press department I had, you know, I'd been talking to for years, uh, Christina, she's well known as well. Mm-hmm. Um she had told me about the 50th in advance right. and she 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 said that you know we're we're uh, going to be hoping to plan this big party and you really got to come <laughs> right okay and I, and i went yeah okay um sure uh but again i didn't really think it would happen and then when when she actually sent me the invite right it's like oh my goodness uh this would be unreal to go yeah yeah um they were having a a special tour mm-hmm. um for i think they organized 300 cars wow. uh to to do a tour of italy and then it was it was the tour was ending at the factory and then there was a big party right and so i was invited to the party so first thing i went and talked to my wife and asked her how she would feel if i went to italy just for a couple of days so i could go <laughs> to this party yeah thinking thinking that she would totally not be interested uh because it would it would be like a car weekend for me and and then I'd come back and yeah. it, it had always been her dream to go to Italy too so right uh, she wasn't gonna let that happen without her <laughs> uh, even even if it included some car event uh, so yeah. she she wanted to go too so um, yeah so we we started making plans and and. Uh, saving up some money and yeah we we went to italy the factory i think is about 10 10 15 miles outside of bologna yeah yeah uh, sant'agata and uh her mom and and her went off and did foodie stuff right okay <laughs> uh, my my mom loves to cook or my my wife loves to cook so my wife and her mom went and and did some some uh cooking classes oh, wow. in Bologna. Fantastic. They learned that when we were doing research, apparently Bologna is the foodie capital of Italy. Right. So she figured perfect. She she goes off and, and does this cooking thing with her her mom. Wow. wow. And and her dad and I went and visited the uh Tonino Lamborghini, that's Ferruccio's son. Mm-hmm. He has a family uh, museum uh not far from bologna as well oh, right. with all really early cars and uh so much interesting stuff about ferruccio's early life how he got into uh, even building cars yeah. to begin with uh, he started off as a, tra- a tractor manufacturer right yeah and so he's he's got all these early tractors and all of ferruccio's early Lamborghinis and he's got this family ma- uh, museum set up. So, so we went and saw that the day of the, the big party at the factory, there was a concorso mm-hmm. in, in the center of Bologna and all the, the 300 cars that were involved in this tour, right. uh, did a big show and they gave awards and everything. So I was also invited to that. I didn't know it at the time, but it was, it was kind of a public event, but it was all roped off. Like the, the square that they had these Lamborghinis in, mm-hmm. it was all fenced off from the public. So if you were if you were involved with the event, 
you were allowed behind the gates. And Christina put me in touch with someone who, who got me into that. So I was able to go and I was able to photograph most of the cars. My camera died before (laughs) my battery died before I got the last 25 or so. Right. But, uh, yeah, to see, man, 300 Lamborghinis in, in one town square. And it was everything from, uh, the earliest 350 GTs all Mm -hmm. the way up to the brand new Aventador Roadster, which I think was just introduced, Wow. shortly before this event uh that was fantastic wow i've been to the lamborghini factory twice actually and um, the museum and the factory and just that was fantastic in itself i didn't actually realize about the other factory the the other museum you mentioned um you know Ferruccio's son's museum um so that's definitely something i'll check out next time i'm over there um yeah you should it used to be it used to be right on the same property i think of as the tractor factory but they have since moved right um to uh, a larger facility so they're you know everything isn't quite as as jammed in mm. it's a bigger brighter building um they even display other other people's cars there as, as well yeah and they they hold events there and i got to go back for that one cuz uh that's the pictures i've seen of that museum are amazing so mm. but uh okay. the factory the factory uh museum yeah we were invited for for the wrap up uh gala that night and they had a big dinner and so we went to the factory and um we were given a tour of the factory that was incredible they wow. even brought us over to the the uh composites uh, part of the factory where they build the aventador mm-hmm. chassis and uh that was interesting to see too yeah um yeah just being able to walk down the Gallardo production line and, and the Aventadors and see them in pieces being built. Uh, oh, it's a great in, site. It is. I mean, oh, yeah, oh. It, it is a great site, I have to say. Um, yeah. Really, really enjoy factory tours, more so than I ever thought I would do, actually. But, um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, and I, I don't think they give uh, quite as many tours of the actual factory floor anymore like it it's usually group tours and they have to be organized and yeah so for that kind of thing you can't just show up and no it's true like i mean it, I, I i went about two years ago and we were part of a group um so we had okay. the group the group tour but one thing i would say that ferrari do is um, they do they do the group tours, but they also do individual tours as well, and they they cost oh, okay. they cost a little bit extra. I mean, it's not even that much to be honest with you. Um, and you know, so it was myself and a friend. We we were both um, there, and with the private tour, it's so much better because you know you obviously have a one to one guide, but you can right. really spend your time in various places, and you know you're not constrained by sort of moving with a group. Um, right. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe in the future Lamborghini will, um, you know, or or if you're one of Lamborghini's best customers, then of course they'll um, personally yes. take you out. The CEO will come down and take you right. out. Right I understand that you were also involved in arranging a group of Lamborghinis for a sitcom. So tell us about that. Yeah, there was a, a TV show. I don't know if if you'd heard of of the sitcom Corner Gas. It's a Canadian show. Okay. Um, I've not come it across was, it before, but um, it was pretty popular in Canada. But it was being filmed. I think it was only like a half an hour from where I lived. Oh right. I I had contacted them one one time and and had said, you know, well, I I run this Lamborghini registry and and I'm involved with the the Lamborghini Club and mm. and I thought I I said, you know, if you ever want to put some Lamborghinis in your show, um, I'd, I'd be happy to help you. Yeah. And, uh, so it's, it's actually a, a TV show about this small town gas station in the middle of nowhere. Never heard from them for months. And then one day I, I got a, an email from one of the producers there that, mm-hmm. yeah, we, uh, we, uh, wrote an episode, where one of the characters joins a Lamborghini club okay. and all, all these Lamborghinis are going to this small town for, um, 
for a club barbecue. Right. And would you be interested in helping us get some Lamborghinis for this show? And I was like, yes, yes, I would. <laughs> so, so I, I got in touch with a few people that I knew and, and there was a dealer in, in Calgary mm-hmm. that uh, was a friend of mine. Um, he, he knows a lot of people in Alberta you know, it's like an eight-hour drive from where I lived. Wow! But okay. they're always they're always doing these road trips. Right. So, I I mentioned it to him and uh, and a couple other guys, local guys too, mm-hmm. and so he brought out I think six or seven cars. Wow! From from Alberta and one guy, even from uh, Kelowna, BC, which is about a sixteen-hour drive from oh, where wow. I lived. Gosh. And yeah, these guys were all, they were all, they were in. <laughs> that, that must have they, been quite a scene, actually. It, it was, especially for this small town. Um, the town probably only had a couple hundred people in it. Right. And uh, we all showed up in this convoy of Lamborghinis at like seven in the morning on a Friday. Mm. And it was raining when we started. Uh, when we got there, the rain had stopped. So yeah. they were helping us wash the cars and clean up and everything. And, and uh, yeah, so they, they started uh, shooting for the episode. And I think we were there until 5 o'clock right. uh, just, just filming the Lamborghini segments. And, and one of the portions of the filming was in this park right across from an elementary school mm-hmm. and those kids got the biggest shock of their lives when they came out for recess <laughs> and saw this row of Lamborghinis across the street oh, that and was great. they just they just ran to see these cars so wow that yeah, is great. it was you've got so many stories but I'll, I'll let you choose one more that you can uh, share with us I think probably one of the highlights of being involved in in this whole Lamborghini world really was uh, getting to meet Jay Leno. Oh wow! Uh, I had gone down to um, Monterey for Monterey Car Week. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend called uh, his his name is Jim, and I didn't know it, but uh, he's actually best buddies with Jay Leno. Right. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> so he asks me, he says, uh, Glenn, uh, how would Thursday work for you? And I'm like, Thursday's good. I'm still in <laughs> L.A. on Thursday. Yeah. And he says, all right. He says, you're coming with us then. So Fantastic. Um, yeah. So uh, we were traveling with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law as well. Uh, this was a big road road trip of the states we were doing Mm -hmm. and uh another couple that were supposed to come with us too he couldn't get a hold of them so i asked well could my brother-in-law and sister-in-law come and he says yeah bring them Mm -hmm. so uh, i didn't think that they'd even be interested but when my sister-in-law heard like she's not a car guy yeah when she heard we were going to Jay Leno's, she's coming. So <laughs> everybody becomes a car guy then. Right? <laughs> everybody becomes a car guy, yeah. So so we go. Um, everybody's seen Jay Leno's garage on on TV and the internet. We, yeah. my friend, drives us down there, and uh, he tells us as we're waiting at the gate. Uh, Jay is there, but he says he'll probably only come out and, and shake our hands because he's a very busy guy and but he does like to meet the people that come to the garage so he'll come and say hi and then he'll probably disappear and and one of his employees will show us around well so uh by chance this happened to be jay's day off okay and so jay was going to be spending the entire day at the garage so like this is pretty lucky coincidence for us yeah he he comes out we meet him and he gave us a personal tour of his entire collection we spent an hour and a half with him wow just going from car to car to car to motorcycle yeah to motorcycle to car and he had a little story about every car and what was so fantastic about it 
Wow. And he's he's got four Lamborghinis, or at the time he had four. He's got five now. Right. So right. I got to see all his Lamborghinis, and, and he's got two mirrors there. And, wow. oh, just I was completely blown away. Like, the yeah. garage is just incredible. Gosh. And at the time, he, he only had 80 cars and 80 motorcycles at the time. Okay. And had just built two two new warehouses as part of this compound that he has. Mm. But he toured us through the empty warehouses. Beautiful place. He already had the big paintings on the wall, and the floor was just fin- had just finished being painted. Right, right. So he so he could move cars in, and yeah, just he is a car guy. Wow. He, he he loves cars and yeah you could you I mean, could see it i mean in a future episode i'll definitely try and um i'll reach out to to um to jay's people and try and set up a a podcast episode with him because that would just be such a fascinating story to uh oh it would to, to hear about yeah. his uh his collection i'll put you in touch with my friend oh that'd be great and uh i'm, I'm sure he'd be willing to help you out oh that is great that'd be great definitely for sure yeah and um yes yeah so i mean that 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 is amazing that is fascinating because i mean i I do love watching his uh his shows on youtube and um you know it's just i mean his his passion for the cars is one thing his collection is just it's so varied as well and that's the great thing about his cars is that you know he he doesn't sort of go for any particular one type of car Um, no you know i remember watching um uh one of his videos i think it was the bugatti type 35 i think it was and you know, I was just fascinated by that. And I was thinking, God, you know, that, that sounds like an amazing, amazing car. But um, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I think it was uh, just a couple of weeks earlier, there was a, a one-hour special on, I can't remember if it was on Speed Channel or um, or what it was at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Jay had picked up an old Duesenberg, I think it was. Okay. It was, it was a barn find car. And so this one-hour special was on him finding this car. This was prior to Jay Leno's garage mm-hmm. being on TV. Yeah. So it was him finding this car, buying it, trailering it home, and getting it running again. And it was such an interesting episode. Uh, I I have no interest in, in Duesenbergs at all. Yeah. But – it was such an interesting episode. And then while we were there, there's the car in the <laughs> oh, row wow. with all, with all of his other ones. It was like, I was just as excited to see that car as wow. I was the Countach that he owns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Having just seen, you know, his show and, and the love that he had for that car and mm. how he wanted to, to get it back on the road and all that he had to do to, to do that. Uh, So, you know, you can imagine, you know, you see Jay Leno's garage and you see how he's, he's chatting about these cars and to be able to do that with, with him personally, uh, talking back and forth and asking questions and, uh, his entire car collection was just incredible. No, fantastic. If, if you ever get the chance, if someone ever comes up to you and says, what are you doing on Saturday? Yeah. We're going to Jay Leno's. You go Don't to J- say no. <laughs> you go to Jay Leno's. <laughs> you go to Jay Leno's. Yeah, yeah. Even if you have to, even if you have to put off your trip home. <laughs> yeah. You don't pass that up. Fantastic. So, so yeah. the Lamborghini registry you've been running for many years now. How, how long has it been going for now? I think I started it in 1999. Oh, wow. Okay. That, that was when I put it on the, on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my friends to see what I had. Yeah. That was when, when it officially went up. So coming on 20 years next year, hard to believe. Gosh, gosh, that is, um, that I did, I did not realize it had been going for so long. I mean, I, I remember stumbling across it some years ago, um, and, you know, checking it out then, but, uh, I didn't realize that it had been going for that many years. That is great. And, um, I know you have other projects in the pipeline. So, um, yeah, why don't, why don't you briefly tell us a little bit about that? I'm also working on uh, a new Lamborghini buyer's guide. Mm-hmm. Um, most Lamborghini collectors, uh, book collectors, 
have seen there was there was a a Lamborghini buyer's guide put out in the 80s right and then I think I think it was revised in the early 90s when the Diablo came out there was a fellow over in uh, the Netherlands that Mm-hmm. Uh, published a buyer's guide. It, it wasn't really in depth. It was it was a b- very brief overview of yeah. each of the cars. And he has since died, so I knew there wasn't going to be another update. Yeah. So somebody suggested that I write one. And since I already had all this information, yeah. and uh, so I started working on that a number of years ago and I'm hoping to get that wrapped up soon. It's, it's been a huge project and I, I keep saying the longer it takes, the bigger the book gets because yeah, yeah. Lamborghini keeps coming out with new models. Yeah. And so I have to add another chapter <laughs> <laughs> and gather more information for that chapter. And, Oh, it's just a, a, yeah. a never ending project that i hope one day will end <laughs> yeah yeah no I, yeah I, I i i can kind of relate to that because um one of the things that you know i had sort of picked up and put down a few times was a um, a ferrari buyer's guide and it was just something i was going to have on so on the website itself and mm-hmm. it's it's such a big topic um i mean obviously with Lamborghini, there's there's a lot less models you know which you know right. e- but in, even in itself i'm mean, even just covering the range of Lamborghini I mean there's so many different models and then to be able to give them all justice and to cover them adequately and things like that you know it, right. it's it's a lot of time it's a lot of effort so um, it is yeah no, I, I can uh, definitely relate to your uh, your concerns there but yeah best of luck with that and do let us know once you've um, got it ready to launch and um, you know, I we'll, will. We'll, we'll certainly promote it for you as well oh thanks that's cool Thanks for all your time. I mean, I have to say it's been great talking to you um, and, you know, learning so much about sort of Lamborghinis, but also sort of diving into your passion. And it's mm-hmm. around about this time that I like to ask my guests a question. And that question is, money, no object, which car would you buy? That's kind of a tough one because there's, there's so many of the, the cars that I love. Mm. Um, one of the one-offs that was made back in Ferruccio's day mm-hmm. Those are really the ones that I kind of gravitate the most to. Right. And uh, probably about five or six years ago, all three of those cars came up for sale oh, from wow. Ber- from the Bertoni Museum um, just before Bertoni went went bankrupt or right around then. Mm-hmm. Uh, those three one-offs were auctioned off. And there's a collector in Switzerland that bought all three of them. Wow. And yeah, like I, I can't even imagine like for him, he's, he's kind of, I guess, he, you know, yeah. he, he's got such a passion for the brand and for him, yeah. it really is money, no object. But, yeah. Uh, it would, it would really be a, a hard choice between the three of those cars, but I think, it would probably have to be one of the V8s, the 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 Authon. I think it was a uh, a roadster. It didn't have a roof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very space age looking. Uh, even today, it it still looks like it came from twenty years in the future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beautiful car. It, the, this collector, he's he's amazing. Uh, the way he sh- he show puts them in into all these shows around Europe. Uh, yeah. and he's very enthusiastic about, about sharing them with the public. It's, it's incredible. I, I have to, I, I have to say the, 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 the great choices, but the Bravo for me just looks amazing. Um, you know, it, yeah. even, even today that card, I mean, you can see a lot of the contest in it, right? But right. it's right. still, it looks so unique and so amazing from every angle. And, you know, from the front, the rear, it's just beautiful, beautiful car. Yeah, and another another car that was ahead of its time, really stylistically. Mm, yeah. Uh, just just the design was just out of this world, you know. And it's it's too bad they didn't build that car. Like they were really yeah, seriously yeah. considering putting it into production. I think it has uh, fifty or sixty thousand miles on it. You know, right. they were oh, wow. test, testing it that seriously. Wow. 
at the at the time. So I, I think if Lamborghini had released that car, then it would definitely have been a game changer for them because you know that that car just looks absolutely stunning. And you know, a lot yeah. a lot of concept cars over the years they kind of don't look as interesting as they did when they were first released but this just looks amazing it really does yeah and that I, car would have been just incredible side by side with the Countach you know that one company yeah. could have been producing two cars like that yeah yeah as yeah. production cars exactly yeah been... I mean it's it's as stunning as the the Countach is and um, oh for sure you know it certainly has the same sort of DNA but it's yeah absolutely stunning yeah. car yeah. We'll, we 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 will put a picture of the um the Bravo on uh, the website as well. So um yeah, so listen out for the for the page. Absolutely great talking to you. Really appreciate your time. I know it's really early in the morning for you. Um, so I really appreciate <laughs> that uh, you've taken out this time in your early morning to um to talk to me and to talk to um the audience. Um, no problem. It so, was it was fun. Thanks yeah. thanks for having me. No problem at all. Well, that was Glenn, and uh, I have to say I really enjoyed speaking to him with um, about Lamborghinis and the the registry. Um, it's amazing how much time and effort he's put into setting up the registry. I mean, 20 years is a long time um, to dedicate to something, and he doesn't get paid for it. Um, he's doing it purely from uh, from uh, you know from the point of view that he's an enthusiast and he sees this as something important that should be documented. Um, so, you know, really thumbs up to, uh, to Glenn and, you know, hope to, uh, see his car on the road soon. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a big job putting together a car like that for sure. Um, finding all the parts and all the mechanical activity that needs to go in the expertise that's required. And, you know, I know firsthand how difficult that can be, uh, especially if you don't come from a mechanical background. So, um, you know, really hats off to Glenn. Um, for for pulling that together and and really preserving another car for the future. As mentioned earlier, the show notes for this podcast can be found at supercartribe.com forward slash EP19. I'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think about, um, you know, covering other topics and, you know, other brands. Let, you know, let us know if there's things that you would like us to cover um, or any suggestions that you have. My email address is andy at supercartribe.com and uh, just drop me an email and I'll be happy to, uh, to get back to you. That's all for now. Ciao.